Pac-12 Football Media Day is right around the corner. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about with Arizona, where they stack up. We'll make fun of the Pac-12 as well. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to. I'm coming live to you from Carlsbad, California. Much better than Tucson, Arizona right now, even though it's about the humidity level is about 322%. That does not matter because I'm still in Carlsbad. I took a walk with Ted Wardo this morning. We uh, walked in uh, complexes that we will only be able to get in by sneaking into. We will never be able to get those, and it was a good time. But without further ado, let's talk some Arizona Wildcats football and some Pac-12 Media Day. First, we're going to talk a lot about Pac-12 Media Day and making fun of the conference uh, later on in the show and uh, tomorrow and the next day. But first, uh, to nobody's surprise, there is no Pac-12 deal because there is no Pac-12 deal. And the Pac-12, we are fans of talking, not walking right here. And that... uh, Generally shows out to be the case right there. Pac-12, no deal, no deal in sight, even though we keep hearing from there, there will be uh, statements of unity and there will be um, that we're all together, but we're not. So we'll get to that later. But first, let's talk some good things. Let's talk about people that know what they're doing, like Jed Fish, the great Jed Fish. All right. First, Jed Fish. When you look at Jed Fish, there's a couple things that come to mind. And I say a man that has kept his promises. When he, Like I said, when he took over, he said that they will get a talent in here that they have not had before. And you know what? Some guys might have to leave. Some guys might stay. But either way, when you're taking over for Kevin Sumlin and you're 0-12 uh, and you're in the middle of a 12-game losing streak, something's got to give. you got to get rid of people like me out there and you got to actually get good players. That's a... Uh, that is a big part of the equation right there. So first and foremost, though, let's talk about the skill units. Arizona's bringing Jade and Delora with them to media day. I am somewhat surprised they are actually doing this. I did not see this occurring. Um, first and foremost, because, uh, well, you know, Jaden's been in the news a little bit, but I uh, can't really uh, can't really dispute uh, why they're bringing him. I just don't quite understand it. But here we go. Let's talk, though, about the quarterback spot. Arizona and the quarterback, I think Arizona's probably got the fourth or fifth best quarterback room in the conference. That's a far cry from the pre- some previous years where you had Will Plummer, Gunner Cruz, Gunner Cruz, or Kevin Sumlin, the uh, amazing job Kevin Sumlin did in only Arizona football fashion, destroying Khalil Tate. So you look at it, there's a lot to uh, look there. Only where to go from up. All right. JDL is a good quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He is also incredibly inconsistent. Um, Again, I'm not breaking any news right there. I am telling you what you already know. Um, One game, JDL can go for 400 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. The other game, he could be starting a fight with me on the sideline. That's where you're kind of at with JDL. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Here in Arizona, we've seen a lot of rough quarterback play over the years, a lot of rough quarterback play. Um, as you see Ted Wardo in the background right there. Hello, Ted Wardo. Um, but, 
you know, we're kind of at the stage now where I think you just kind of know when you see it with Arizona and JDL is obviously one of the better quarterbacks that has been here. Now, uh, backing him up, Noah Fafita. Noah Fafita is five foot seven, but Noah Fafita can, can sling the rock. Noah Fafita can throw the football around in a manner that you uh, generally don't see here. It'll be interesting to see when he does hit the field, how he ends up playing. I am optimistic, but we'll find out. You never know in some of these situations. Then you got Braden Dorman, all six foot five, drink of water, Braden Dorman. A four-star kid out of Colorado. A big arm, probably maybe, well, maybe not a bigger arm than Fafita, but a big arm nonetheless. He can get, um, he can get, uh, he can get the ball where he needs to. It's also just going to be fascinating to see what happens though with him. Um, once he, if, when he does hit the field, I uh, looked a little overwhelmed in spring ball, but you also got to remember with these kids, they're coming in late or they're coming in. If you're coming in on time, you're coming in late these days. A lot of kids are in there or, uh, he was in for spring. It was good for him as a quarterback, but obviously you're going to take some lumps either way. It's a very talented quarterback room. I put that probably around fifth in the conference. That feels about right. Somewhere in there. Um, then you look at the running backs. I think Arizona's probably around four. You got Michael Wiley in there. Um, we know what he can do. He's probably good for 800 yards, 400, 500, uh, um, 400, 500 receiving yards. Probably good for seven or eight touchdowns. Something like that. Very, very good player, though, nonetheless. Um, and uh, then, you know, after that, again, Jonah Coleman. Jonah Coleman is the weight room machine at the University of Arizona. Uh, it takes a lot of pictures of really heavy weights that he's lifting, and he calls it baby food. We like that. Um, now, he's got to be able to transfer that a little bit on the field, but we're also kind of at the point now where um, you know that you got some depth. Then after that, DJ Williams. I see DJ Williams around campus all the time. DJ Williams um, has a big truck that says, I am DJ Williams, in case you didn't know it was DJ Williams. He is a really big dude. A lot of talent right there. A lot of stuff to really like. Um, we'll see where he fits in. And then you've got Rayshon Speedy Luke. Fam, as we affectionately uh, as we affectionately call him on the show. Um, he is a uh, He's really, really fast. He's just got to stay healthy. If he stays uh, healthy, he is going to be good for the University of Arizona. He's going to be very good, um, but he's got to stay healthy. Then you got at the wide receiver spot. It's one of the top five wide receiver units in the entire country. Uh, you're Again, you're not used to saying that at U of A, and it's still one of the top five units, even losing Dorian Singer. You got Jacob Cowing. You got T-Mac. Uh, both those players are NFL players. T-Mac could easily be a first-round pick. Um, the way that he can uh, high point the ball again, when you're the, Arizona generally doesn't get one of the two or three best wide receivers in the country, but Jed fish has come along and said, I will change this. And Jed fish has changed that. And he has the number one wide receiver in the country who as a freshman was very, very good. You certainly got to expect that he is going to make that next step. Then you bring in the best name in the conference out of Colorado, Montana, Lamonius Craig again, Montana Lamonius Craig with a game that fits the name. Very good player out of Inglewood. Uh, originally was Colorado's best wide receiver. 
He decided that he wanted to back the A. He was looking to get out of Boulder, and here he is at the University of Arizona back in the A. I would imagine that he is going to take over for a Dorian Singer. And hot take right here, I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off. There, I said it. I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off. Can I run by you again? I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off. All right. Now, before we get back to then, LinkedIn. All right, LinkedIn. I'm going to have some fun with this read. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. Post your job for free at LinkedIn. All right. Everybody knows somebody that got a job through LinkedIn or is hiring, has hired somebody through LinkedIn. LinkedIn is so powerful that I have an old boss who I have not been on my LinkedIn in about 13 years. This old boss does not like me, but you know what he does? Every three or four weeks, I get a notification that this guy is on my LinkedIn. You want to know why? Because if you're looking for information, even if the person is inactive on LinkedIn, you're going to go to LinkedIn first. That's why you want to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. You'll thank me later. Again, uh, I have a boss, that, uh, our old boss that goes on there all the time looking for information, and it still hasn't dawned on him that it hasn't been updated since 2013. So if it's that powerful for me, it could be way more powerful for more important people like yourself. Check it out, LinkedIn. All right. Gonna take a quick break. We'll get right back with you right here. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. All right, now let's talk about Arizona, where their skill units uh, stack up in the grand scheme of things. We talked about it at quarterback. I think that this is probably about the fifth best unit in the conference, give or take something like that. I think that's about what you're looking at. Then at the running back spot, you're also looking at it, and you're probably, eh, probably about four, something like that. Probably not any higher than that, but I also don't know that it's any lower than that either. Then you've got at the uh, um, excuse me at the wide receiver unit. Most people have Washington being the best uh, wide receiver unit in the conference. Um, I can uh, I can easily live by that, but I can also make the case for Arizona having the best wide receiver unit in the conference, just because it's hard to get better at that top end than uh, Jacob Cowing and T Mac. So. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, then you got Lamo uh, Montana, Lamonius Craig. You've got uh, Craig. Then you've got uh, Kevin Green, um, who's very good. AJ Jones, Malachi Riley, a lot of different people. All right. Then at the tight end position right here with uh, Tanner McLaughlin. Now this is a Jed Fish. Uh, this is a Jed Fish special right here. Tanner McLaughlin from Southern Utah. I had no clue who uh, Southern or uh, uh, who Tanner McLaughlin was. Have absolutely no idea. But come to find out that Tanner McLaughlin is really, really good, and he might even be an NFL tight end. Big guy, uh, put caught for about 500 yards last year. Easily the best tight end that Arizona's had here since Gronk. And he might have been able to go to the NFL last year. Probably not, but might have been able to go to the NFL. Um, but he is back here at Arizona. 
and he is going to be flanked by Kean Burnett. Now, you might remember his father, Chester Burnett, uh, one of the uh, great U of A uh, defensive linemen from the 90s, played in the NFL, professional poker player who's been on the show before. Um, Chester Burnett's kid is not built like Chester. He is much taller than Chester. But he is uh, came in a little thin, about 6'5", 225. You know you're talking about a football player when you say you're a little on the thin side. It's 6'5", 225. But he was, whatever the case may be. Then uh, – but his kid now, Kean, is about 245. True story. I see him riding by my house every single day with one of those little birds. And I always uh, am worried that he's going to fall over because we can't have him getting hurt. So, Kean, you're not listening. But if you are, don't ever fall. Um, but overall, I think if you were to add up all these units together, I think you can easily make the case that Arizona's got a top three, I'm going to say it, a top three overall skill position uh, in the conference right there. Um, and then at the O-line, it gets fascinating. Now, some of these guys are real goofs that are voting for the Pac-12 uh, offensive line because Jordan Morgan should be one of your tackles. He was viewed as a first-round pick last year before he got hurt, and he's the number one rated guy coming back. But he goes to Arizona, so he gets second team. Then you got big Jonas Savanea. Savanea is the best NFL prospect on this team, in my opinion. Um, he uh, was honorable mention. These guys should both be first team all uh, all conference. And if they're not first team all conference, then something went drastically wrong along the way. That's where uh, you don't want to see any of that happen. But overall, I like the offensive line, though. I think the offensive line is going to be solid. You get uh, you get Polito coming in here. Keep my kid that was committed to Alabama. Obviously, Arizona's not used to getting kids that are committed to Alabama, but we will take them when they arrive. I would imagine that he's going to probably be moved into guard. I think that's why you moved Big Jonah out because I think that you uh, have to tackle because you feel that Big Jonah can play tackle. And not only can he play tackle, that it'll be a little bit easier for Polito to hop in there. That's what I'm assuming at least. But uh, the one thing with the line is you need a little bit more depth. Um, I'd love to see Leif Magnuson play more. We like his father Quinn is a big fan. Uh, Quinn, you're the man out there, but Leif Magnuson, I'd like to see him in there. Lamont Lovett first found, uh, first, uh, alerted me to Leif. Leif can play a little bit. You got Stovall, you got Leif, then some of these other guys that are unproven, but they have some potential. I'd like to see a little bit of that in there as well, if possible. Again, don't always have to be the case, but we will find out. Then on the defensive side, just be eighth worst in the conference. That's all I ask. Eighth worst. That's all I need. As long as you're eighth worst, I think the offense is going to be in the top four. You, rash, you round those out, I think you get seven wins. Now, we told you last year, keep in mind, we told you last year that Arizona was much better than a two-and-a-half win team. And they won five games last year. My mother asked me last night, she said, do you think that Arizona, do you think Arizona's going to be good this year? And I said that they will be good. And I said, not only that, I think they're going to make a bowl game. My mom got shih tzu wide eyes when she heard that right there. But you know what? The rest of the nation is going to find this out as well. You might as well hop on this Arizona wagon now because they are going bowling. You don't want to be sitting out there saying, you know what? I should have listened to that putts. You got to get in there, check out it on FanDuel, and bet the over. Arizona is going bowling this year. I am going with seven wins overall. Heck, Jake Fisher tried to tell me that uh, Arizona was going to get eight wins. Now, that's called back in the A to the fullest right there. But either way, 
Big fan of what Arizona, uh, what Jed Fish is doing. And again, I didn't even like the hire. I thought it was a bizarre hire. I gave it an F when it was initially announced. Um, you know, and again, I'm going to stick up for myself a little bit here as I'm sitting in a La Quinta in Carlsbad, California. But, you know, this is a guy that had gone from spot to spot, basically been kind of a extra coach at a lot of different places that Arizona hired him. But what Dave Hickey said, too, and what President Robbins has said has turned out to be very true, where he said, listen, at Arizona, it's not the easiest place to win. You need somebody that wants to be here, that you know, is not looking to just get out after five minutes or going out to look for a beer after five minutes. You need somebody that looks that needs to be here or that wants to be here. And Jed Fish has shown that. You know, Jed Fish, you talk with recruits all the time, and the first thing they tell you is, man, this guy's crazy. He recruited me harder after I committed than before he did. That's what we like to see around here. That's a go-getter type attitude. And you need a go-getter type attitude, I think, to success or to excel. Huh. I just made up a word right there. To succeed at Arizona, you need that. Um, so we'll uh uh, but either way, Jed Fish has been an awesome, awesome hire. Very impressed by, uh, very impressed by Jed Fish just overall. And quite frankly, um, I wasn't expecting this. I was expecting a boatload of uh, nonsense promises that really didn't uh, come to fruition. These have all come to fruition right there. So Jed Fish, you're a leader of men. You're a leader of fish. Um, now, let's take a quick break. Come back with it. We're also going to talk now a little bit. We're going to make fun of the conference and get you ready for tomorrow's show where we're going to make fun of the conference a little bit more. All right, come back with us. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. All right, we're heading down the home stretch here, but nobody tell the Pac-12 they're heading down the home stretch when it comes to a Pac-12 media deal. Pac-12 uh, proponents have been saying now for the longest time that deals right around the corner. Don't worry. Deals right around the corner. The first time they said this was August 6th, 2022, with John Canzano, where he said that he expected a deal right around the corner. There was no deal around the corner. That was all propaganda. Um, now these same people are saying, don't worry, there's a deal right around the corner. I don't believe it. Now, again, there might be, who knows? If And if I'm wrong, I'll sit here and say that I was wrong. But I've heard this way too many times. The last, also, everything that I always uh, when I try to tell people, when was the last time the Pac-12 was on the cutting edge of anything? Now, the Pac-12 tournament, for sure. Get full credit for that. Other than that, is there anything where are like, man, the Pac-12 is really ahead of the curve on this? No, they're not ahead of the curve. Give you an idea. All these people uh, in the Pac-12, they hate Big 12 uh, Commissioner Brent Yormark. They, uh, they like to say things like, oh, the Big 12 is a truck stop conference. <laughs> and all this. Well, Brent Yormark had a product in the truck stop conference that ESPN and Fox decided was worth a raise for every school in the conference, despite the fact that Oklahoma and Texas were both leaving. Your two charter members are leaving and you got a raise for everybody. Brett Yormark said that when he took over. And lo and behold, that is exactly what happened. Then after that, um, he said that they're going to look to expand. Guess what? They're going to look to expand. He said he would give everybody a TV deal, uh, a raise, and he would get rid of the Oklahoma-Texas issue as quickly as possible. He did all that. That's why people, that's why the Pac-12 goofs like uh, don't like him, because everything he said he was going to do, he did. Meanwhile, we have George Klievkov here with the Pac-12 uh, contingent. And I'm going to be honest with you here, but George Klievkov, uh, he's kind of a, 
I don't want to say that his power is neutered, essentially, but he's essentially at the behest of the Pac-12 presidents. We exclude Bobby Robbins from this because Bobby Robbins likes sports. It's always important to say that. But these guys don't know what they're doing. Um, that's why they've had about seven different right around the corner remarks and nothing ends up happening. But these are also many of the same people that empowered Larry Scott for the longest time. If you empower Larry Scott for the longest time, that leads me to believe that you don't know what you're doing. So yes, well, there's people like Michael Crow that I'm sure are smart guys academically. That does not mean that I would want them as my president because guess what? I care about athletics. I graduated from the U of A. Both my parents graduated from the U of A. My sister graduated from the U of A. We all graduated from the U of A. And we're proud of the U of A degree. But this argument, though, that if you go to the Big 12, all of a sudden you go from having Ivy League type status to being Pima Community College is nonsense. I've never bought that. I don't buy that at all. I don't think an Arizona degree is viewed at much differently in the Big 12 than it is in the Pac-12. I'm all about uh, where you are, time, and place. Okay. So, wanted to run through all of the Pac-12 skill units with Media Day here. Talk a little bit about the QB room as well. And rightfully make fun of the Pac-12 as well. Because again, there's a lot to make fun of the Pac-12. There's a lot of different things that we should make fun of the Pac-12. And we got media day coming up. So that means even more jokes at the Pac-12's expense. I'm sure we'll hear a lot of hollow promises coming up and we will have fun with these hollow promises. But I'll be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for putting up with me. Do appreciate it. Coming to you live from Carlsbad, California, but back in the A with the shirt and the hat. On that note, We'll chat with you tomorrow. You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day.